Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about Shadow Keep getting delayed. Uh, I wanted to talk about this. I was on vacation, so sorry if you're like, why did it take so long for Lona to weigh in on this? I was on a beach vacation with my family. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. That's typically when these go live on the various feeds. I'm live when they hit, so come on in and join the conversation. We're going to be talking about this because I think a lot of people really missed missed out on this information, honestly. I was surprised when people were like shocked. They were like, wait, it's delayed? But then most of the people I saw that did read the information, that you know, they saw the announcements, it seemed like it was overwhelmingly positive from the community. And I think that's really important because I want to talk about why this is a bit of a change for Bungie. So first, let's talk about the reason. I want to read to you their actual reasoning. So I am playing with friends. They'll be okay if I go a little AFK for a minute here. I want to read to you their reasoning. Then I want to talk about their response, the response from the community. And then I want to end by saying independent. Like this is them being independent. This is a this is a change from Bungie. This is an Activision free Bungie. I don't think we would have seen this happen prior to their split from Activision. So first and foremost, they addressed the community in a blog post. They said, hey everyone, as we get closer and closer to serving up Shadowkeep and New Light, it's become increasingly clear to us that our release for this fall would benefit from a bit more time in the oven. Being independent means that the future of Destiny 2 is entirely on our team. It also means that we're agile enough to choose what is best for the game and our players. So they're, even if it's a hard choice, they said. Now, they're mentioning being independent right out of the gate because I think they want people to know, you know what, this is something we couldn't do in the past and now we can do it, right? We wanted to let you, our community, know first that we're changing the date of Shadowkeep and New Light from September the 17th to October the 1st. So if you're hearing this for the first time from me, you've been probably living under a rock. You probably already knew this, okay? This fall is the first step on a journey of what our team wants Destiny 2 to become, a place where... You and your friends to play anytime, anywhere, owning the action, MMO, and RPG elements that we love about the game and crushing barriers for to entry for friends. We just need a bit of extra time to take this step. I like that they double down again and mention the action, MMO, and RPG elements. That's exciting. They're, they're re... re stating that that's that's really good they're reinforcing that idea we didn't make this decision lightly we know for some of us and you destiny releases are events that should take time off work to develop sudden sickness that keeps you from school or work we get it a bunch of our team takes time off uh to get their own destiny jacket quest we're sorry for screwing up your plans so they do kind of give a little bit of an aside and apology to people that might have taken off time okay now here's some date house cleaning that you might need to know the world's first for the raid garden of salvation will begin on saturday october the 5th it's a weekend raid race and the contest modifier will be active um we're extending moments of triumph through september 17th you'll have three more weeks to complete this year's challenges to unlock the in-game and bungee rewards we're going to run an additional iron banner the week of september the 17th as well cross save will come online later this summer so you know cross save is is on the horizon as well we had we had said that before we had speculated that cross save would come out beforehand they weren't going to try and launch cross save simultaneously with you know the launch of new light as well as the launch of shadow key so that's their reasoning i liked a couple of things that they said in there i like that they really emphasized this has to do with them being independent i like that they re-emphasized and restated they really want to dig into the 
MMO and RPG. And I like that they say that, you know, cross saves on the way. Apparently, someone in chat saying they've indicated it'll come later this month. So August is when it's going to show up. That's pretty awesome for people to start, you know, moving over to PC and uh, enjoying playing with their friends on PC or, you know, any platform for that matter, whichever direction you'd like to go. I want to talk now about the response because I think a lot of the times delays get a bad rap. You see games delay and they're met with complaints and, you know, No Man's Sky had a ton of complaints for launch, but even before it launched, there were like death threats when they decided to delay. I think sometimes that stuff gets way too much attention. Those are fringe fanatic idiots that use the internet to express their anger and frustration because they're unhappy in life. And I think the majority of people are like, dude, if you need to delay the game, delay the game. Like, we'll wait. That's fine. So let's talk about the response. The community seemed, at least from where I sat, to overwhelmingly respond positively to the point that like even Paul Tassi wrote an article about how the community seems totally fine with this, whether it was Reddit or forums or Twitter, you know, YouTube comments and the like. I was even creating content, okay, when they announced this and I was getting people that were responding to me and saying things, you know, cause obviously I tweeted and the general consensus from people was that, you know, this is a good, this is a good thing. You know, we, we like the fact that they're taking the time to make these decisions. A lot of people also, you know, obviously highlighted the fact that this is something they probably previously couldn't have done when they were attached to Activision. So in general, it was it was a point of celebration in the community to say, man, oh man, this is stuff that they previously couldn't have done. This means they're really priding themselves on making, you know, making good content, making the content good. Um, and I think most gamers want good content as opposed to rushed content. I really don't think people are sitting around, most people, I don't think most gamers are sitting around saying, if they delay this game, I'm going to lose it, I'm never going to play the game ever again, I'm going to walk, I'm going to be done. I think most people get more frustrated, more truly frustrated, and that frustration is more enduring when content feels rushed, when games come out and they clearly are not ready for prime time. This happened with Division 1, this happened with No Man's Sky, this happened with a number of games that launched that you could just tell, like, okay, this game was not ready for prime time. I also think a lot of people really set the narrative who were happy because of Borderlands 3. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Bungie looked at Borderlands 3 and made their decision, but I think the narrative, I think the narrative got driven right out of Jump Street by a lot of content creators and streamers that were like, oh my gosh, this is great news. That's more time for me to play Borderlands. That's more time for me to grind that brand new looter shooter that we've all been waiting for. I know that there's plenty of you listening to this or watching this or in the chat right now. You don't give a rip about Borderlands. You're not going to play it. You don't care. But again, I think the narrative was really from the beginning sort of set by folks that are going to play Borderlands. And it was nice to say, you know what? I don't have to worry about Borderlands now. I can just get ready to raid race. I can get ready to grind. I can jump in. I can play, you know, Borderlands and not have to worry about it conflicting with the launch of Shadowkeep. This is a a little bit of a testament to the fact that I do think streamers and YouTubers can drive the narrative or steer the ship a little bit. I'm not going to say they're completely to blame if things are negative or positive. I'm not trying to, like, put too many feathers in the caps of people who stream video games. But I do think a lot of the times the narrative on Reddit and forums and Twitter and all these other places, I do think the initial response from streamers and YouTubers can really set that tone so I, I, I think that a lot of people were looking at 
you know, dude, Borderlands 3, I got more time for it. That's definitely playing a part. That, that's not on Bungie's radar, but it's on the community's radar, okay? Lastly, let's talk about the fact that Bungie's now independent. This is probably the first crystal clear signal of no more Activision. They even include that in the like the second paragraph of the announcement. They want to make sure people know that this is in some measure related to them being independent. It's a bit of a flex, if you will. They're sort of flexing and saying, hey, we can do this now. We can say, eh, we're going to push it back a couple weeks. No, no worries. It needs to cook a little bit longer. We want the content to be good. You know, we're independent now. This is an this is an agility thing. Like, they even mentioned the word agile. Like, we have more agility now. We can pivot. We can delay and push things back, okay? That is, again, more communication to the community that we are driving this ship now. Now, that's a, two, that's a two-edged sword, right? That's a double-edged sword. That means that it better be good because you're basically telling everybody there's nobody else to lay blame on. If it's not good, you can't blame Activision. It's all on Bungie now, right? It's, it's a tall order to say, this is all on us. This is all on Bungie as we, as we crank this content out. We want to delay it because we want it to be good. We're leaning into the MMO and the RPG. Hopefully, this level of control continues to emerge in good ways. We've got a lot of things on the horizon. We got annual pass content, probably future DLC updates, sandbox changes, patches, probably streams that talk to us about certain things. They still haven't had the conversation with us about the Crucible. So my hope would be that we see more and more of this from Bungie. A a flexing of their control and their independence and their agility that, you know, up to now, we didn't really know why stuff was rushed. We don't really know what happened with D2 production and why vanilla was so bad. That's kind of behind us. Looking forward now, it's like, it's all on you, Bungie. The stuff better be good. It, it better it better get the job done. With annual pass and DLC content on the horizon, I think this is a really, really good place to be. This is a great place to be. So, Bungie can step on the landscape and say, we're in control, and the community responds and says, we're behind you. We're okay with delays. We're okay with you guys slowing things down if it's going to be better. So, by and large, all eyes are now on October, for Shadowkeep to be a really, really good turning point, both in content delivery, but also the relationship between the community and Bungie with respect to delivery of content. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about Shadowkeep getting delayed. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. And if you're not able to catch me live, you can continue to watch these in the other places or share them with people that you think might like them. Let's jump right into the questions. If you're here live, you don't have to ask questions specifically about Shadowkeep getting delayed. It could be about other things. Ed to the word says, as someone who did the mountaintop quest, the quest nerf angers me. Uh, now my now I might as well wait for a pinnacle quest to be made easier than doing the original grind. I mean, here's the thing. I, I get where you're coming from. I'm empathetic. I, I, I never like when people's hard work is undercut. I, we, we anticipated mountaintop getting nerfed. And subsequently, it feels like maybe they're nerfing the quest first, um, <laughs> which is interesting. They're gonna get the they're gonna get the weapon in higher saturation, and then they're gonna nerf it, making more people angry, <laughs> which is odd. But 
I think, you know, a nerf to the weapon is likely on the horizon. We anticipated this. This is not something that we haven't already talked about. The community, I think, kind of knows it's coming. And, you know, nerfing the quest, I think your mindset is, in some respects, backwards because you got to use the gun all this time. There were advantages. There were things you got to do. There were, you know, boss melts maybe you got to do that you wouldn't have been able to do with, you know, without the mountaintop. So, you know, that's something you always have to consider, um, you know, when they do this sort of thing because they, you're, the people getting it easier, sure, that they're getting it easier but you've had it all this time it's not like you didn't get to use it all this time they didn't have it so you're like oh i might as well wait i might as well wait i mean okay let's imagine they come out with some crazy shotgun that is really strong in pve next season and the grind is crazy and you determine you're like you know i'm gonna wait they're gonna lower this and weaken this you're gonna wait all season and not use it at all and then at the very end of the season when they make it easier you're going to go for it. I just I don't think you're going to want to do that. I think if you have the time and the and the and the drive to go for something, go for it. But I think you always have to do that with that in your mind. You have to kind of know, okay, there's a chance this weapon being as strong as it is, it might get nerfed, and if it gets nerfed, you know, they may, you know, they may nerf the quest as well. And it's always that's always a, a potential outcome. Um, and I and I get that it's frustrating, but Bungie's kind of finding their way with the Pinnacle quests a little bit. You know, it's it. I don't think. I honestly feel like maybe they shouldn't even be in the game. People are like, well, what? Why not? I just think Pinnacle weapons and quests are problematic. That in a game that is is gotten so much value out of bringing back random rolls, why are we undercutting random rolls with static roll god tier weapons? I just. I don't know if pinnacle weapons are a good idea. I feel like pinnacle weapons should have their evolution in curated roles that can either drop from a random, you know, random random roll grind or farm, or you know, maybe something that you invest in. I mean, somebody asked a question on my YouTube, and it just kind of hit me like a lightning bolt. They're like, "We're all celebrating. Oh, they brought back random rolls. Oh my gosh, there's so much grind." Yes, there's so much stuff to chase. And then they undercut it with, you know, pinnacle weapons. So, 30 with 13 months and 28 months for McDackery. Thank you. <clears throat> so, I, I just think there's a real danger in, you know, that pinnacle weapons pose that a lot of a, a lot of the people aren't really even picking up on. We're talking about nerfing quests and nerfing weapons. I mean, what about the overall motivation to grind in general, you know? I, it's just there's a lot I don't know there's a lot I think that gets undercut whenever you you put a weapon that's so strong in the game I'm not saying we shouldn't have strong weapons by the way I just think there's a better way to do it you know there's a better way to, to say you know here's here's how we want to do you know really really strong weapons I think random rolls and curated curated rolls is probably a better approach just because that that lines up with the way we pursue gear with what keeps people grinding like there there's something that makes more sense to my brain at least with doing it that way here do 85 of this or 90 of this or whatever the frick and then here you go here's a god roll weapon and you're done and it undercuts everything else 
Look at the recluse. Look at the mountaintop. Look at all these weapons that basically are better than virtually every other weapon, you know, in those slots. I I would say that's a potential just danger to incentive. So, Sergi, thank you so much for 16 months. McDackery for 28. I think I thanked you already. Uh, Romanians are. What do you think of the Solstice Armor? Is it worth it? Because Shadowkeep is pushed back. Does that mean the Solstice Armor is pushed back as well? Completion of armor, that is. They said they pushed back the other thing. Didn't they? Which, they, 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 uh, let me pull up the image. They said that something is getting pushed back. Moments of Triumph is getting extended through September the 17th. That has nothing to do with Solstice. So, um, is it worth it? I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to do like an impressions talk about Solstice and then maybe a like a, a full-on review later. But I'll give you like my from the hip, you know, answer right now. I it, It's filler, man. Solstice is filler content at the end of the season. It's not meant to be something that you do in a week. It's not meant to be something that you do in two days. Um, so... If you just slowly work on it all the way until Shadow Keep comes out, I, I I think it'll be you'll be okay. Like it's not I don't know. I, again, I think sometimes we forget that that's kind of how the content's supposed to work. Some content's filler, and when it's filler, it's probably gonna be more grindy. Um that's why I think Pinnacle Weapon Quests are kind of built that way a lot of the times. A Pinnacle Weapon Quest is supposed to be something that's filler. It starts at the beginning of the season, and you work on it all throughout. Maybe they could afford to do something like that with Solstice. Started earlier. I don't know. Maybe you work on it through the entire season, and then when the end of the season comes, it's still filler content, but it's something maybe you've been working on the whole time. Uh, you know, I, I said it's like rice. You know, you go to a, you go to a Mexican restaurant... And you order some really good tacos and burritos, and then half your plate's covered in like rice and refried beans. That's not really your meal, but it's filler. It makes the plate look full. You know, it makes it so you kind of feel like you're getting a little bit more food. That's kind of what solstice is. Solstice is just filler. It's just rice. It kind of rounds out the season a little bit. It's not meant to be something you do in a couple of days. So is the armor worth it? I mean, that's up to you. I don't think you need to blitz it. Just take your time with it. It gives you something to do every day. Nova Hands. Hey, Lono. Two weeks in... Oh, two weeks is not a lot of time from a developmental perspective. What do you think the additional time provides them with? More testing? Quality assurance? I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's 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 a, it's a more... It's a testing... It's a testing thing. They're... They're, they're able to... They're able to do more with respect to... I mean, maybe there's stuff... Think about it like this. They're adding Armor 2.0. They're adding a transmog system. They're doing... Whoops. They're doing systemic changes, okay? So they're doing systemic changes. Systemic changes usually need trouble, more troubleshooting and more quality testing because... Well, what if somebody does it in this order? Or what if somebody does this? Or what if somebody combines this with this with this? I don't think they're building anything. I don't think they're like, oh, we're going to add more strikes or missions or more spaces or weapons. That's not it at all. I think the latter part of your question is exactly what it is. We can do more testing. We can do more quality assurance. And then we know that these systems are going to work. Because systemic changes a lot of the times have unintended consequences. 
people do certain things and then they oh this is overpowered and this is really strong and then all of a sudden you're you're in a situation where you're you know you've you've broken some element of the game you know and excuse me I think that that is one of the reasons that they did it because they were probably worried we're launching cross save we're launching new light we're launching shadow keep we're making systemic changes to armor a transmog system I mean who knows what else they're doing with the weapons because they really want to lean as they said in the thing they want to really lean into the MMO the action MMO and the RPG elements well those are things that can get messed up you know yeah and they're moving to steam um there's a lot there's a lot there that could that could potentially go poorly for them and they've really got to be careful because that's when that's when you can put a bad taste in people's mouths they're like dude this was supposed to be the turning point and everything's glitchy and buggy and broken and then you kind of make all the new stuff the new stuff doesn't feel as great because it, it feels like it's kind of busted you know and you don't want that to happen. You want Transmog and Armor 2.0. You want all those things to be to be awesome and well-received. Uh, the Torch. Does this delay and the positive reaction by the community open the door for Bungie to take longer to produce Destiny 3 without releasing new Destiny 2 content after Shadowkeep and any subsequent DLC? Games like GTA and Borderlands have their release dates pushed back and benefit from it. This is a really good question. That's the question of the hour, right? Does the community's response to this delay, couple of weeks, give Bungie confidence in shoving D3 back? You know? And not just shoving D3 back, but as the Torch is saying, no more D2 content. I don't know, man. I don't know if, if, if they could draw that strong of a conclusion. That's like a really, really, really strong conclusion uh, to come to. Like, yeah, you know, we push back the whole thing. It'll be fine. You know, we, we don't have to do any of this. Um, we can just wait. We can just do nothing in D2 and give them D3 in two years. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a strong conclusion and it's a short delay, right? It's a short delay. It's not, it's not, it's a couple of weeks, right? If they don't give us content for like a whole year, they're like, hey, but you guys were cool with delaying, you know, Shadowkeep. That's, I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit different. <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit different. Um, and as someone's saying, it's a live service game. If you suddenly turn a live service game into a graveyard and you're like, but we've got Destiny 3 on the horizon. Um, I would, I would be pretty concerned about the community's response to that. Um, uh, I think I think that'd be rough. That could be potentially rough. Whoops, I threw that at the wrong thing. Sasquatch says, Many assume the delay is due to wanting to polish out Shallow Keep more uh, and Armor 2.0. With it only being two weeks, do you think it's more about playtesting? Yeah, we just had this question. It's more about playtesting. Subaru, do you, what do you think about Luke Smith's state of the game announcement he made? You think he's trying to be more transparent with the community, getting everyone on the same page? Seems like a fresh step. It honestly felt like a soft announcement about maybe doing a stream. Um, this could be because they need to... They basically need to make an announcement about Crucible. And that may be, 
that may be what they're doing. Like, they're going to kind of hold off, and then all of a sudden it's going to be like, yeah, this is what we're doing with Crucible, this is where Crucible is right now, this is where we envision Crucible going. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they, they're supposed to be having a conversation with us about Crucible. Maybe that's essentially what Luke Smith is hinting at. He's basically saying, we're going to have a conversation with you guys about the state of the game. Because honestly, the state of PvE, I mean, what are you really going to talk to us about? I mean, I, it's, it's, in an, it's in fine shape. There's good grind. There's good investment paths. There's, you know, they messed with, you know, they messed with the, the, um, they mess with the menagerie and nobody like that. But at the same time, you know, overall, I feel like PVE is in a pretty good spot. I, I would think if they're going to address us in like a state of the game conversation, that's going to sort of be the initial, uh, the initial conversation about, um, about PVP. Um, I see Luke's post is getting in front of the changes of the game that's going to make the anger of the community. Right, it could be about nerfs. Like, if they're going to nerf Mountaintop and Recluse, they're probably anticipating people getting pretty ticked off about being like, what the frick? You know, why are you guys doing this? We worked hard for this. Well, I mean, that's probably going to be attached to the PvP conversation. They're going to have to have a conversation about that. Like, what's their philosophy for Pinnacles? Are you just going to keep creating awesome pinnacles and then nerfing them later? Are pinnacles going away? Are are pinnacles a bad idea? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that probably needs to be said about pinnacles and that'll probably be a part of that conversation too, I would think. Uh Troy, do you think this would be the first delayed expansion of many? Um I don't know because the, the the rest of the annual pass stuff is sort of already scheduled, right? So that stuff's already scheduled. As far as them delaying annual pass content, maybe not, right? I, I would I would think they don't necessarily need to delay that stuff. Why? Well, Shadowkeep is bringing as I said, systemic changes to the game, and most of the time, the annual pass content is not doing that. Annual pass content's like filler, here's a new activity, here's a new grind, here's menagerie, here's the forges, here's reckoning. That's kind of where I think that content lands. So in light of that, in light of that, I would say that they're not going to need to delay annual pass stuff. Delaying delaying the the Shadowkeep DLC I think has way more to do with the big systemic changes that they want to troubleshoot and they want to test right so and if you guys could please respect the mods as well as I kind of made a soft request that we would change the subject in chat and not go the route that many of you are going let's kind of not talk about that stuff that's not really what chat's to be for we, we, we lightly touched on it you know and I moved on and I kind of asked chat to do the same thing Bower Socks, what are your thoughts about a raid race finally being on a Saturday? Personally, I feel it's amazing. And I'm excited to be able to take part in it. I mean, honestly, it depends on what time of day. <laughs> I would think maybe it's going to have to be a reset. Just with the way the game is designed, right? I don't think they'll be able to do it at, like, early morning, right? I would think it'd be a reset. You would say, 
you know, hey, at reset, one o'clock Eastern or whatever the frick is when the official, you know, raid launches and is available and, you know, that'll be interesting. I'll be happy because, you know, it'll be nice to do it on a Saturday and not have to do it during the week. I'll be able to kind of like, you know, boot up that morning if I feel the need and then, you know, grind my last minute grinds and get my last minute stuff and then, you know, jump in. I need to figure out what team I want to get on. I, I, I would rather go on a stacked team. Maybe I need to reach out to, like, Lep or Slayer or somebody. Um, we've tried the last couple times to, like, just pull people from the community and just have fun with it. I'd like to maybe, you know, take a crack at Worlds First. I've never really cared about Worlds First, but it'd be fun to, like, go in with a really strong team, make it be a bunch of, you know, maybe a bunch of streamers, um, and just see if I can get a spot on a... You know, just get a spot on a big team. I think it's good that they're doing it on Saturday, though. My only worry is it's another quick one. It's like we don't even get, we don't even get like a full week. I'm, that's the only part about it I'm not super fond of, because here's what happens. Welcome to Shadowkeep. It's time to grind a stupid amount of hours, and uh, you know, not only grind a stupid amount of hours, have no control over RNG and da 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 da. Hopefully, if they keep Menagerie as it is and other things as it is, we'll have really, really good control over our leveling, and that'll be a good change uh, from you know past past experiences where it just felt like it was just this huge act of futility. You had no idea, right? And with contest modifier in place, well, then we just need to know like what threshold do we need to get to. Basically, you just need to know, like, where do we need to get? How high do we need to be? And then we just go with that. El Pinto Loco. How do you think the delay will affect the release of the next seasons? We already had this question, basically. I don't know if it will affect them again, because I think this has more to do with systemic changes that they can then play test, and they don't really do that with annual pass content. <clears throat> They're going to open Menagerie to be more rewarding on September the 17th. That's true, too. They did acknowledge it, like, except, you know, Menagerie, they kind of hurt. And that was pretty nice that they, they admitted that. It's good to hear that they're acknowledging and saying, you know what? We, you know, we, we kind of hurt that activity. Let's, let's maybe, let's dial some of that back. Let's make this content better. That's good to hear from Bungie. Uh, Parchy, will exotics be armor 2.0 also in Shadowkeep? I don't recall them mentioning this as possible. No idea, dude. Truly, no idea. I, I have no idea what their plans are for exotics. It seems to be newly acquired legendaries will be in the armor 2.0. I don't know if they're going to be adding that to exotics. Um,. That that might be a bit too much, you know. It might be a little bit too much, you know, to suddenly have exotics with extra stuff on them. I, I honestly don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. They've not indicated one way or the other. If anything, they've indicated that it's going to be legendaries. And if it was going to be exotics, I feel like they would have said something more definitive um, than they have. So. OMG, it's Fork. Do you think to masterwork the majestic chest body by one or two manning the Shattered Throne was a good idea? I mean, I I get where people are coming from on some of this. There's like, there's stuff you can only do with your clan. Um, there's stuff that you can only do 
you know, there's stuff that you can only do with, you know, Shattered Throne stuff. I get it. You know, I understand. That's kind of a bummer. It's like, dude, you know, I I, I don't have a clan. I don't want to do Shattered Throne, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know. Masterworking gives such low benefits and it's only for a sparrow. I think, I think I'm okay with it. I, I don't know. I'm not going to get super, super hardcore on this because masterworking are such, is such marginal benefits, you know, to, um, you know, to armor that I, I'm not, I'm not going to like die on this hill. But at the same time, I, th- I do think Bungie needs to consider alternate paths for stuff. Cause it's like, do we, do we really, do we really need to go into Gambit and Crucible? Like, I don't want to go into Gambit and Crucible. You think Crucible and Gambit fans want to go run pub events? Probably not. Patrols? Probably not. Like, I think it might be better to start offering options on stuff like this. It's just Solstice Armor, you know? You don't need to drag me into every corner of the game. Um, you know. I, I, I think they need to consider that. The feedback from the community is basically... I can't do that, I don't want to do that, or I'm not able to do that. I think that's when Bungie needs to consider, like, what's the real reason that we're doing this? What's the real reason you're making people go into this content? Is it because you're trying to diversify the player base's exposure? You know? Who at this point is going to be won over by Gambit or Crucible if they don't like it? Who is suddenly going to be won over by like, oh, dude, I love strikes so much now that I had to run a bunch of them for Solstice. Who's going to be won over by public events and patrols? You know what I'm saying? We've all kind of settled into what we like. So create lanes that are PvE centric or PvP centric and just leave it. And don't, you don't have to make us. Now, I'm not going to rail and harp on Bungie. Like, this is absurd. We should never have to go into a single piece of the game that we don't like. Um... I'm not going to say that, but I am going to say, like, what's the real benefit in forcing us to run content we ordinarily wouldn't? You know, I'm asking the question. I'm asking the question. Offhand Pillow with 22 months and Roberts with eight months. Welcome back. Martini Glass. Firstly, I'm excited about the delay. Uh, this, in the past, releases D1 launch, D2 launch. There's always been a point where we felt it was lacking. Um... Or it could have done better. This shows that Bungie is striving to get it right. Secondly, do you think that... So the first part's not even a question. Ah. Secondly, do you think this new Bungie vision will allow them to change chance to entertain the idea for more vendor refreshes per season instead of annually? I mean, I I don't think the two are related. I don't think them delaying Shadowkeep is related to them being like, let's refresh the NPCs. Like, I don't feel like those two are related. Um, and the reason I don't think they're related is I think refreshing the NPCs is like a philosophical standpoint. Like, that's something that they need to do. Like, okay, our philosophy is that at this interval, NPCs should have their stuff refreshed. That's a philo- that's like that's a philo- philosophical decision. From the, from the bottom to the top, that's them saying... This is this is how the game should flow. That's not what Shadow Shadowkeep being delayed has more to do with them saying we need a little bit more time. We want to give this stuff time to cook, and in order to do that, we need to delay. Um, we need to delay the game a little bit, or delay the content. Sorry. So I don't think the two are related. 
So two weeks isn't about isn't isn't really about refreshing vendors or adding more content. It's about making sure I think all the systemic changes land properly. Tokyo Prince. Do you think more developers should take this kind of approach with games if they know their game needs work? Well, I mean, the answer to this question is so obviously yes. Like, more companies should take the attitude of when it's ready. The problem is, a lot of companies don't have that luxury, right? They don't have that luxury. They're answering to a publisher. They're answering to deadlines. They, they gotta get. They gotta get the game out. They gotta launch. Not everybody can pull the. You know, CD Projekt Red. It'll be out when it's out. It'll be out when it's out. It'll be ready when it's ready. It'll be done when it's done. You know, could two weeks have saved Anthem? Well, no, no. That's my point. Is you know, it, delays that end up helping are usually significant. Honestly, a lot of what's happened in the gaming industry, delays are not what's saving a game. What is what is saving games is investing in the game for a year and fixing it. Division 1, led to the 1.8 patch, No Man's Sky, Rainbow Six Siege, Destiny. I think Anthem could have a similar moment next year in the summertime. You know. There's so many articles that talk about how it has nothing to do with quality control. They don't want to launch against Borderlands 3. I just don't think that that's true. I don't think that that's true. I think that is part of it, you know, but number one, that's total speculation. Number two, everything Luke Smith told us has nothing to do with other games. It needs to cook a little bit longer. They really want to lean into the MMO action, the action MMO and the RPG elements. Well, the action MMO and RPG elements that they have communicated to us is what? More stats on armor, more depth, more investment. Those are systemic things, okay? Those are systemic things. Those things need to be working properly, and Luke Smith has seemed to indicate that that's what they're focusing on. You know, if... if if Borderlands was the issue, then they, like what Nocturnal Owl is saying, they wouldn't even have announced their launch date then. They didn't need to announce the launch date of Shadowkeep. They could have just done the trailer and been like, yep, Shadowkeep's coming this fall. Launch date soon. No, they were like, yeah, ship it. We'll launch then. And then they probably looked at it and they are like, we got this, 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 and this. We need a couple more weeks to polish, you know? Think about it like this, Okay. When they're shoving out updates, this is enough time for basically like one update. Two weeks. Two weeks is enough time for one update. Let's 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 test this thing that we're trying to do on the armor. Let's make sure it's working right. And then if it is, we can ship. Okay? If it's not, we'll have to delay it. We'll have to we'll have to shelve whatever investment thing they're adding. So it's not about like we're adding strikes or weapons. It's about the, the things that Luke Smith indicated. Because if they were trying to avoid Borderlands, dude, they knew the Borderlands launch date for a long freaking time. They could have adjusted all the marketing, they could have adjusted all the language, and they wouldn't have even had to announce a delay. They would have been like, here you go, Shadow Keep October 1st. And everybody would have been like, dope, it's not inside the launch window of Borderlands 3. You know? Evil the Waffler. Feel free to skip. It's hard to answer, but Bungie said they want strikes to be more important. Any thoughts on how they could do that? 
yeah, you got to do it through Zavala, okay? You can't undercut an existing grind. Now, Nightfall drops maybe need tweaked or maybe need refreshed. That's another conversation. Let's just imagine that they do that because I think they should. All vanilla, you know, drops, the duty bound and, you know, whatever other weapons. They need the the, the year three treatment, okay? And when they're doing that, that's a way to keep the Nightfall grind intact. What they don't want to do is undercut that and being like, oh, you can just run strikes now to get your strike-specific loot. First of all, that doesn't make any sense because the strike playlist is a playlist. You're not picking the strikes, so you have no idea what you're getting. So, what would be in line with a strike play, like a playlist mentality, would be something like the chalice that you grab from Vanguard. They could call it like, you know, Crest of the Vanguard or something. And it just sits in your inventory, and while it's in there, you can select whatever Vanguard weapon you want that you're on the hunt for. And every so many strikes, as long as you're like doing the things that they want you to do, you're, you know, you're, you're satisfying that crest and it spits out the weapon every so often that spares people from having to go back to the tower. And beyond that, it just keeps you in the playlist, whatever, if they add anything to make strikes meaningful, it needs to be something where you just stay in the playlist it doesn't make any sense to be like leaving the playlist because you're oh I don't want this strike I want this strike instead that's terrible for matchmaking that's terrible for people who are just trying to grind so whatever they do it needs to be at that level okay it's a playlist we want people to stay in the playlist you need to do the same thing with Gambit you need to do the same thing um, whoops you need the same thing with Gambit and you need the same thing with Crucible what's going to keep people in Crucible and Gambit playlists over and over and over again is something like that. It's like a chalice that you configure and then you just keep playing Crucible and outspits a weapon every so many games. You keep playing Gambit. You keep playing Reckoning. Whatever the frick. Because honestly, that that's the future grind. Ada's bounties and the chalice are the future style grind of Destiny for a lot of the NPCs. That's what I think. And then obviously you have specific things that drop in a nightfall or a raid or the new activity right you have things that drop in those new activities like reckoning forges you know all those things the menagerie but if you're trying if you're trying to you know rejuvenate if you're trying to rejuvenate the strike playlist that's how you do it no we don't want to put the chalice everywhere no you don't want to turn the game into season of the chalice where every activity you're just like yep give me this gun and then it spits it out. I'm just saying playlist-oriented activities like Strikes, Crucible, Gambit, that's where it makes the most sense to do it that way. If you, Dude, if you do a bounty and you keep having to go back to the, 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 to the stupid tower, they just need to do the bounties. Like Ada's bounty should perform just like the Chalice. Every time it's completed, you get the bounty back again. That's what the Chalice does. If you watch your feed... When you satisfy the chalice, it it like you're actually turning the chalice in, right? And getting it back. So I think the spirit of the chalice is okay, but you don't want the chalice everywhere. You know, if every season Zavala gets a couple of weapons and so does Shax and so does the Drifter, and there's a way for you to grind those each week, 
I think that's totally fine. But you don't want to have, like, a chalice with the currency and configurations. You don't want that everywhere. But the spirit of the chalice, I think, could really, really help some of the playlist activities. Just to keep you in there. Keep you grinding. Because I think, ultimately... That's how those, that's, that's, that's how skeleton keys ultimately work that way, right? You just stayed in there and eventually got enough and then you kind of left and then you went and did your thing. Sticky squad with 15 months. Thank you. And Ben with 13 months. Welcome back. Next question. Savage Sushi. What are some of the exotics that you think would be best in the current state of Destiny 2? Oh, what ones I think are the best? I mean, I think that... In PvE, I think it's nice having the Juju, honestly. Um, you know, really strong as far as, you know, getting your super energy back is nice. And since they nerfed Riggs and some of the others, it complements them really well. Um, and then, there, th- there's always going to be exotics that are always, like, useful and strong. You know, 1k voices... Whisper in the right instances is still a great weapon, even though they nerfed it. And, you know, they nerfed its, its, its ammo or whatever the frick, right? You know, I'm trying to think of the ones I like. Outbreak Perfected's right in the right environments. I love the Prometheus and the in the Cold Heart. I think that they're ignored, um, and shouldn't be. I think trace rifles are really, really strong. I want to see legendary trace rifles in the game. That's been a long time request of mine. I think they're great. You know. It just depends on what you're wanting to do. A lot of the exotics, I think, are in a good place because they're contextual. Like, you're not going to run everything with Whisper. You're not going to run everything with, you know, different different exotics. But certain places, you're going to be like, nah, this exotic's really, really good here. You know, Ace of Spades is still really strong on PC. Um, it's a great weapon on PC. Oops. Bumped off that rock. Mike W. Apex. Lono, do you think D2 would benefit from a comprehensive loot sharing system, at least among clanmates? Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. Loot sharing, loot trading, and loot crafting, I hope those never come to Destiny. If you want them to come to Destiny, I hope you never get your wish. It is a mur- It murders loot grind, okay? This isn't Division. We're not min-maxing. Now, I know they're adding depth, and I know they're adding stats, and I know you're thinking, oh, but... But th- that'll that'll add to the the grind, right? We're min maxing. We're we're getting we're getting multiple pieces. We're getting stats. Blah 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 blah. And and sharing and trading would be okay in that environment. Even then, I just don't think so. Even then, I just don't think so. I don't think it has a place in Destiny. I don't think the loot pool has will ever be in a place to support it. It's just the archetypes are too the frick the archetypes are too they're 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 so vertical you know the weapon types and stuff they are they're so vertical there's not a lot of pivoting room uh for the various weapon archetypes even if you start adding a ridiculous amount of stats to both weapons and armor i just don't think it's a good idea i really don't they did loot sharing in vanilla D1. It did not go over well at all. That's completely untrue. There's never been loot sharing in Destiny. Oh, you're, are you talking D- Division 1 when you put D1? I thought they did loot sharing in in Division all the time. It was like if you completed the activity, you had so much time to do it. And it had to be the people that you completed the activity with. I thought that was still in the game. 
for people that are asking what is min-maxing min-maxing is when you are minimizing and maximizing your stats so the most simplest way to think about min-maxing is if you're going to play an rpg and they're like you have strength stamina and health those are your three stat bars and you have 10 points spend them how you want you can spend them all on health and make yourself a tank spend them all in strength and make yourself a glass cannon spend them all in stamina so you're weak but you can just swing for forever right as you spend those points you're taking away from health you're taking away from something whatever you're investing in right super phenomenal with 19 months thank you so as you're doing that you're min maxing you're minning you're minning one stat and you're maxing another that's essentially what it is so Amish milkman As a dev myself, I understand that unforeseen things can happen and that can cause delays. I welcome this delay because it shows that Bungie is being upfront about the process of things. Could this be the big first step in how Bungie grown as a company as a whole? Yeah, I mean, this is is essentially what I said in the talk. This is the first crystal clear indication that Bungie is thinking and functioning as an independent developer. Right? This is sort of the first, hopefully, of many indications that they're doing what they want. Team Tom with 29 months and 12 months from Helios Prime. Thank you. Like, I think this is this is the first crystal clear indication that that's what's going on. And I hope there's more. I hope they do more things where you're like, this is clear. They're doing this because they're on their own. And I think that's good. Sack Lops. Sack Lops. While the bad juju is a great exotic, the lack of legendary pulse rifles this season is strange. Even the raid didn't have one. Why do you think there was no pulse in the menagerie? I don't know. Um, there were a lot of them prior to now. You know, there was the blast furnace. There was the uh, the the freaking gambit one that everyone uses. Um, there was the outbreak perfected. Um, you know, yeah, the bygones. There's so many really really good. You know, and the go figure. Here's the thing. More than likely, they didn't want to do another pulse because they didn't have any way to iterate on pulses. Without without bringing out the um, Desperado, right? Without bringing out Desperado, there was no real way to iterate on pulses. We have god-tier pulses already. Bygones, go figure. You know, and then they, and then they did the Outbreak Perfected and then the Juju. And... I think in general they're probably maybe waiting on some of the archetypes. If they're wanting to add new perks or perks like Desperado, maybe they're wanting to pull out. You know, I've been saying, you know, start pulling perks from unused exotics. You know, pull cosmology off of the the graviton lance and throw that on a on a curated roll of a really good raid pulse. You know, we don't need I, I honestly don't think we need more pinnacles. I think we need less pinnacles and we need more curated really really good random roles that you can pursue that have insane perks like that like if you're going to you know if you're going to start to add stuff like that that's how I would do it instead of doing I, I just I wouldn't I would not do the the pinnacles anymore I would start doing curated roles with really really cool unique perks and then when you do that, now you have a unique weapon that's strong but you had to grind for it you know you had to grind for it and 
that falls more in line with the loot pursuit in Destiny than play 40 matches of something and then you get a god to your weapon. I, I just, I don't think pinnacles make sense in the loot pursuit scheme of Destiny. I don't think they make sense. <clears throat> a ant says with Shadowkeep being delayed how's your fall going to look like Borderlands, Shadowkeep, Call of Duty, anything else um I'm not really a COD guy I mean I don't know I, I know they're adding a lot of really cool stuff and I got to interview the guy I was like lead host on the E3 interview and you know all his talk about the realism and the, the night vision it kind of made me like you know maybe we'll take a crack at the you know the Call of Duty the Call of Duty, you know, campaign or something. I just don't get down with PvP games like that anymore. I like a little Fortnite, you know, I, th- that game always kind of manages to pull me back in, even when they're doing really goofy stuff. Um, but, you know, even Apex just kind of burned me out really fast. So, Ed to the word. Is the Solstice grind worth it? Do I need armor 2.0? I've already answered if the armor is worth it or not. That's up to you. It's a long grind. It's filler content at the end of the season. Lono, do you think the delay shows growth and freedom from not being tied to the publisher anymore? This is a T-ball question that was answered in the talk, Afro. I mean, yes. I've said it numerous times and in the talk. Uh, obviously. This is an indication that they can do what they want now. You know, They wouldn't have been able to do this in the past. Pika do. Do you think that new light players will have access to Forsaken Supers since they're promoting not having to own everything? This is a really good question. I honestly don't know the answer um, to this question. Um, I don't know if there's an, a specific answer that Bungie has outlined. You know, How are they going to do the Supers? Because the Supers are tied to Forsaken-like quest lines, aren't they? At least I thought they were. Didn't we do stuff to earn the 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 new supers? I thought we did. I don't know. I'm 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 having a hard time remembering. So if that's the case, new light, you're probably gonna have to get the if you want the new supers. That's kind of part of the content, I would think. Um, and they might require that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how they handle it. New supers start on IO. Yeah, but it's all tied to Forsaken. I would think you would not be able to get those supers unless you were unless you got Forsaken. The Shazzle. Do you think it's an issue that after all of this grind, the first drops in Shadow Keep will be 2.0 and higher power level? Does this seem to be a good idea for future releases? Um I think there needs to always be some sort of prod. Soft prodding and pushing to say, use the new stuff. Chase the new stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as they're not... Listen, this is what people always push back with me. And we've had this debate so many times in stream about not letting you continue to use your old content. Your old stuff, right? And people are like, you're taking away my gear. Well, they don't have to take away your gear if they're like, hey, all the new stuff has all this super cool stuff on it and you can't use this super cool stuff if you don't, you know... You don't equip it, right? Well, I want to use my my old armor. I like my old armor. Maybe that's why they're bringing transmog to be like, you know, as as HB Sumo is saying in chat. Now, I don't know if every single piece of year one and year two armor is going to be in the ornamental transmog system. It sounded to me like it was their solution to Eververse. 
like oh well we don't want to sell god rolls so if you want to use that piece of eververse armor it's an ornament that to me sounded more like an eververse solution i don't know if they've come out and said it we don't know we don't know if they're gonna let you be like oh i want to grab the armor set from nessus and use that as an ornament i don't know if you're gonna be able to i truly don't i grinded for a god roll set from menagerie and i love the way that it looks right i don't know if they're gonna let you use that stuff as ornaments Damon Gaming. What do you think about Beast Handler class added to Destiny in the future? We don't really need new classes um, at this point. I, I, you know, I think there's room for new classes, but I don't think they're going to do it. I really and truly don't. I don't think they're. I don't think that's in the cards. Titan, Warlock, and you know, Titan, Warlock, and Hunter, and we got the three supers. And that's it. You know, I, I think anything beyond that, I just don't think is going to happen. I think there's plenty of good ideas. I think there's plenty of great suggestions about a darkness subclass and other things. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I really don't think that's in the cards. Um, so. Hawkmoon Hero. People love free games, Fortnite, but they hate freemium ones that reward paying for things you think matching new light players with shadow keep owners might cause friction between newbies who hate being killed with things they can't access and shadow keep owners who want to feel advantages on paying for premium content i think you're kind of jumping you're jumping categories here i don't think this is a this is a freemium game where you can pay and get a bunch of great stuff that's that's not it at all uh, Dupless with 41 months. Thank you, Dupe. Right? I, I just don't think that's the case. Because you're not paying for the guns. You're paying for the content that has the guns. Does that make sense? It's not like in, in, a, in a, like a pay-to-win format where you're like, you can grind for eight weeks and then eventually get this gun and it's really awesome and really strong. Or... You can pay money right now and get it. Like, that's not really what's going on in Destiny. Destiny's doing a free entry point, and then if you want all the extra stuff from year two and beyond, you gotta buy it. You're buying content, right? I see people getting all bent out of shape about that. Like, oh, I thought it was gonna be free to play, and they gotta buy Forsaken and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it amazes me. It amazes me the level of like ignorance and silliness that people will stretch their brain to to complain about something it's like they're literally giving you pro i would argue at launch right if you would have paid for vanilla destiny one and both dlcs it's 90 bucks worth of content they're giving you close to a hundred dollars worth of content for free And then, beyond that, if you want Forsaken in the Annual Pass, which is like 75 bucks worth of content, okay? If you want that, it's significantly discounted. Can't you get like Forsaken in the Annual Pass for like, oh, isn't like 10 or 20 bucks or something? It's super cheap. So then, you can get what amounts to $170 worth of content for like 40 bucks, right? 
Yeah, people are saying 40 bucks for Forsaken Indian Pass. So you're out for 40 bucks, you get like $170 worth of content. And then if you want Shadowkeep, obviously Shadowkeep's on top of that. It like, it blows my mind that someone could look at that and be like, Oh, it's absurd, man. I thought it was supposed to be free to play. Here's the thing. The free entry point is to get people in the door. If they like the game, if the grind hooks them, if they think the game is dope, if they're enjoying themselves, there's all this other stuff that you could buy, right? So if in Hawkmoon saying he agrees with me, but it could become a source of friction. I don't think so. I really don't think so. If you're going into the crucible and you're getting killed by stuff that you know is contained in Forsaken or contained in Shadowkeep and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to go buy that stuff. Keep in mind, the people that are using those guns didn't buy them. They earned them. You're buying content. You're not buying weapons. You're not buying power. So that friction to me is a phantom friction. If it happens, people are straining and stretching to claim this is not fair, blah, 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 blah. I I just, I think we're getting to the point where people want to complain about stuff, so that's just what they do. They find anything they can think of, oh, let's dream this up, let's come up with this, this, this criticism. And it's just like, that's not even a valid criticism. It's a total stretch, and I'm not worried. Because anybody that's going to go to that lengths to complain about getting that much content for that little amount of money, shut the frick up and go play something else then. That's my response to people like that, seriously. Like, $40. 40 $40 for $170 worth of content. 40 bucks. Like, seriously. That, that markdown is so insanely good for brand new players to jump in. You're dreaming if you think you have a legitimate criticism. JD Gamer. Hey, Lono, with that, I was addressed to Bungie about auto-reloading and well making PvE easy. What do you think Bungie could do to fix with uh, well and auto-reloading? Dude, I don't have the answer to this though. I, I like I agree with Datto. I even saw Reddit basically saying, you know, Datto basically just said that well is bad for PvE. There was some art there was some thread that trended or whatever. And we've been saying that in here for a long time. We've been saying that since reckoning, by the way. Milo, if you guys remember, Milo started that conversation. Okay? And that conversation was was happening in here with Reckoning. It was like, dude, Well is... They're literally having to build content for Well, right? They're having to build content for, for, for Well of Radiance. They're having to build content for Nova with Skull and Riggs Tether. And we were saying that. It was like, we're so strong. Now, you can allow us to be that strong if... Okay? If you create content where that strength has a context. I talked about that on Fireteam Chat. I was like, if you're going to add all these stats and all this depth to my armor, where am I taking it where I need that? I don't need to be stronger right now, right? I don't need to be stronger. Look, and the people in chat, they're like, would you really value Vanilla Destiny at $90? You're, you're, you're not even engaging with what I talked about, okay? If you wanted to play... Destiny 2 and those subsequent DLCs 
it was 90 bucks okay that's what i paid that's what a bunch of other people paid okay it's year one if you want that content it's 90 dollars if you want to argue that it wasn't worth the 90 then fine i want to see your value to time transmission of other video games that you spent 60 to 90 dollars on how much time did you get out of those games compared to destiny even destiny 2 vanilla okay even destiny 2 vanilla as bad as it was you didn't know that destiny 2 was bad until you put in tons of hours tons you can't retroactively be like you know what I've been playing Destiny 2 Vanilla, I got three characters, I've been playing for close to 100 hours, and now I feel like the game's disappointing. Therefore, my $60 was a waste. What? Astrid with 29 months, thank you. This is the problem where that I think so many people make, is they criticize the endgame of Destiny. Valid criticisms. Does that suddenly mean that you got ripped off for $60? No. Campaign was fun. All those new strikes, all those new experiences, all those new destinations, the cutscenes. You got a $60 game. Well, you get you're gonna freaking side with B Dobbins and be like, D2 at launch was barely worth $20. Oh, get the frick out of here. That's not that's not even le- like close to being legitimate. Time to dollar value transmission. You can't retroactively devalue your first campaign run, your first run through all the strikes, leveling all three of your characters. You can't like go back in time and be like, well, because the end game's dissatisfying, all that experiences I had back then, I want to go back in time and reimagine that I didn't enjoy myself. It's freaking bullcrap. You, it was a $60 game, easy. Now, you want to talk about Curse? Okay, we can talk about Curse. Curse was $15 if you bought it bundled. It's $15. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't very good. Warmind was very good. So it's like, at the end of the day, that's 90 bucks if you wanted all that content. You can get all that content for free. Free! free like it's it's not even a relevant argument anymore because they're giving you year one for free so i don't even have to value it at 90 dollars because they're giving it to you for free then in walks forsaken and the annual pass most people would say forsaken and two-thirds of the annual pass is worth it they're giving you that content 75 dollars well worth the 75 dollars they're giving you that for 40 bucks again if you break it down to like value transmission of entertainment to the hours divided by the money spent it is absurd value transmission so for anybody to be like that's a ripoff free entry point it's not a true free to play game because i gotta spend money on year two stuff it's just it's a completely irrelevant it's not even a valid argument it's a joke it's a joke of an argument it you you're not you know you have no case and who are these people anyway? Who are these brand new players that are going to flock to Destiny and be like, okay, what do I get for free? An entire campaign, two extra campaigns, all this stuff, all these planets. I, I can do all this stuff for free. Oh, wait, there's two more locations with a bunch of adventures and a bunch of like all this other stuff, like all these other things, all these other quest lines. I can get all that for $40. Like, I don't know, dude. I, to me, I think that it is one of the most generous 
entry points to any game that I've ever seen. Period. Ashen Hollow. Do you feel that perhaps people feel that so... Oh, hang on. A bunch of subs came through during that rant. Um, Curse Kane with 33. Trippin' Monkey with 34. Drift Juice with 7. Paddywhack with 6. Jay Tack with 22. Guys, thank you for all those resubs. Ashen Hollow says... Do you feel that perhaps people feel that the Solstice is too grindy because Gambit, Crucible, and Strikes are so unrewarding to play or do? This is why I said, I, I feel like if some of this launched earlier in the season, right? When you're doing milestones, because you're trying to level, so you're running Strikes, and you're running Crucible, and you're running Gambit, right? Everybody's doing that early in the season, you know? They're all doing it. It'd be, it would be a nice interwoven grind throughout the season, but again, that's why I said, this is this is filler content, dude. This is filler content. This is to get us to the end of the season. You're not supposed to be doing Solstice in a day. You're not supposed to be, you know, grinding it out in one week's time. It's supposed to be things you chisel away at each week. You boot up, you do a couple things, check a couple boxes, and then, and then you, you know, you're done. And then I, I think, in general... I think that that's okay. And there are people that went crazy and they got it done really, really fast, you know? So I agree with all your points. My argument with anyone who says D2 is not worth the 60 is don't like the end game question. Did you spend $60 on a game or for the end game? Well, right. We live in the end game. Okay. That's why I, I divide it. It's like, it's okay to get to the end game of division one and say, dude, I, like, I, this endgame sucks. But leading up to the endgame of Division 1, I, I played it a bunch. I played Division 1 a bunch. I got, I got, I felt like I got my $60 worth. I was disappointed because what they kind of promised wasn't really delivered. The grind really wasn't there. That The endgame of Division was kind of blech. But I thought it was fun. Maximizing my base of operations, playing through the campaign missions, doing all the side missions. I thought Division 1 was fun, even though even though I didn't like the end game. I wasn't like, dude, that's, 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 what a ripoff. You know, it was $60. I didn't feel that way. So. Saint-ism. Will I be able to transfer my character to PC in October? Cross save is supposed to come this month in August. So if you have your PC ready to go, you'll be able to do that very soon. You'll be able to bring your character over, get the game installed, and boot up, you know? It's the Game of Thrones idea. Your entire motivation through the game is getting to the end game, so it's moot your entire time. The fun was only peeping for something that ended up not being there. That's... I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I, you had fun playing through Destiny 2 Vanilla. You did! Come on! You did! Gale play. What change would you make to the menagerie to keep the content relevant? I already feel EAZ running more rewarding, at least for armor drops. I feel most people run menagerie to level up. Well, menagerie is going to be really, really helpful next season for leveling. Um, it's going to be very, very helpful for that. They're also going to make it more rewarding on September the 17th. We don't know in what way, but they're addressing that. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Menagerie needs help. We've addressed it. We've got videos on it. I think three guaranteed chests for normal, two extra potentials on, on, a, on a heroic that's perfect would be, would be exactly how they should do it. 
Kroll says, with the addition of artifacts, will it make characters too powerful? There's no way to know. We have to wait until the content drops. Jamie Nero, given the impending release of Cross Save, do you foresee what type of teething issues we could experience? What? Seen some devs already using it. It's bumping it forward, likely a statement that it's running flawlessly. I, what the frick? Oh, like growing pains. Well, yeah, I think there'll probably be some issues, maybe. I don't know. If anything, they don't want to be doing tickets and troubleshooting on cross-save when the new content launches. That's why they're doing it now. I think it'll probably run fine. But more than likely, there'll be a few people where it doesn't work right or something's not working or blah, blah, blah. And they'll be able to iron that out, you know, on the way to the future content dropping instead of during it. Obey Supreme. Would you like Faction Battlegrounds in the new DLC? Well, I I want factions to come back. I don't know if this is the way to do it, though. I think that would be, number one, that would be too systemic for them to try to just throw in. They would have at least been talking about it, I would think. If they were going to be doing an actual, like, systemic faction, you know, it's going to be Battlegrounds, you're going to be fighting each other. They would have talked about that already. Faction Rally could come back as rhythmic content, you know, once a month. Bring back Rally. Give them a, give them a loot pool that's there all the time that expands throughout the, the, the season. And it expands because, you know, every time a rally happens or something. So, you know, I don't know. Nine months from DJ May 88. Thank you. So I would think... I would think that, that that's not around the corner. They're not going to do something that expansive with... Um, with factions. Edbo with seven months. Thank you. Golden Pants. Do you think the delay is caused by the one-two punch combo being abused in the new raid on Worlds First? It would take the same amount of time that it took to nerf Lord of Wolves. Um, no. No. A lot of what they're doing in the raid is something that, number one, can be patched, it could be protected against, uh, it could be handled. I don't necessarily know if they're like, dude, we're gonna need two more weeks to fix the raid. Look at what these guys are doing over here. I don't think so. I don't think so. Dorkblade with seven months. Welcome back. Lemon Boy. Do you think we need a vendor reset on rolls every week like D1 to keep things fresh? No, I don't think that was a good decision. We should be chasing rolls, not buying them. You know, oh, this week so-and-so's got a god roll. That that That's not how we should be getting gear. I don't agree with that. Um, now, refreshing the vendors every season or something with new this, new that, new things to chase, that I can get behind. But not a weekly, here's a god roll shotgun, you can go buy it from the drifter. That seems, that's just lame. I thought it was free. You think Menagerie Awards should rotate? Ah, no, they don't really need to rotate, they just need to make it better. PhDJ, I like that name. This may have already been asked, but if Bungie had the option in the past, do you think we would have seen previous major release also get delayed? Yes. Destiny 2 would have gotten delayed. Guaranteed. Destiny 2 would have gotten delayed. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I don't know. Taken King and Forsaken were great, but, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know. Would they have delayed Dark Below? Did they know Dark Below was going to go over as poorly as it did? I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if the foresight that they had back then was probably really limited because we hadn't interacted with the game that much yet. Now, Bungie's got a very, very good crystal ball. This is how the community is going to respond to this. So we better do X, Y, and Z. Like, I think they're in a better spot. 
Avro Samurai. Totally unrelated, but it's something I just picked up on right now while playing. If I buy this week's ship for Bright Dust, why does it cost me more Bright Dust to reprint it? This has been addressed in a previous TWAB. Uh, That's a coming change. Anything you buy with dust can be repurchased from collections with glimmer and shards. No, no, no bright dust. Nova hands. Hey, Lono, most big changes have unintended consequences. Bungie delving deeper into RPG elements could fall victim to this. Do you have any fears or concerns about how these changes could impact the game? No, I don't. I don't think so. Obviously, I think they're taking a little bit more time to polish it, but I don't have fears. I think they'll get it right. I think they know what they're doing. I think they got Luke Smith in charge early enough that he started laying good groundwork. Um, zombie kill with 28 months, thank you. Think about it like this. What are things that Luke Smith brought to the table D2, like post D2 launch? Okay, we got masterwork cores. Okay, that was something that he, you know, masterworking guns, masterwork this, masterwork that was something he brought. That's an investment container that I don't think has been fully realized yet. Um, we got random rolls back. You know, that adds a grind. That adds combinations. That adds a chase, right? Th- those are things that are they're waiting to be invested in. Presently, they don't have a lot of depth, but they could. They could. It's almost like they were placeholders for depth. Does that make sense? It's like, this doesn't have any depth right now, but it will in the future. Just wait, you know? Clear below with 16 months, Syrian Bayek's with 8 months. Thank you. Lemon Boy. Do you think we need a vendor reset on rolls every week? You asked that question already. Trevster. Uh, I like how often you talk about loot pursuit, but do you think that Destiny relies too much on RNG? Like, there really isn't a specific way to grind for most gear. It's all RNG. Pinnacle Weapons solve that. Chalice does as well. Right direction. Pinnacle Weapons, no. I don't think Pinnacle Weapons are a solution. I think the Chalice, as I said earlier... Spirit of the Chalice is good. Put it elsewhere. Marine Misk. What are some things I should do before Shadowkeep in terms of stacking items and materials? Planetary mats, enhancement cores. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know. Salty Rob. Lono, do you think about the raid launching on a Saturday? Already answered this question. Um, I think it's good. And contest modifier should be... I think, I think contest modifier is going to land much better this time. We all said that last time. We're like, dude, Contest Modifier would have been great if we didn't have to literally grind in... What was it? How many hours did we get? Six? It was stupid. (laughs) D-Lo. I heard that the two-week delay could be due to new different world events. Does that sound like something Bungie should be focusing on? I don't know. It's all speculation at this point. Ad guy. Remember when Luna Faction Boots required you to step in and out of the rift to get auto-reload? That was before Bungie buffed exotics to make us feel more powerful. Now we're too reliant on auto-reloads for bosses. I do not want exotics to be reverted to be less effective again. Thoughts? Here's the thing. When Tractor Cannon and all that stuff happened, when they gave us all that power, when that was Warmind, I think. Warmind lands, they do stuff to Tractor Cannon, they do stuff to Luna Factions, we get Ikala shotgun, okay? Ikala shotgun was originally a power weapon, you know? That's why it's so strong. So, all that stuff lands, and when they do that, it's reactionary. There was nothing proactive about that stuff. So if they start to nerf that stuff or tone that stuff back, you have to understand the history. I'm not saying that's going to make you feel better about it, right? 
I'm not gonna be oh let's, let's go ahead and keep nerfing our stuff we need a baseline though don't we we need a baseline they gotta be able to build what you're never gonna want to use anything else just you know I well with Luna well with Luna and right now well with Phoenix and a and a well with Phoenix protocol and the the bad juju is silly you know so I yeah and, and originally the Icolos was void and when they moved it to energy they had to take it off a of void because you could combine it with tractor cannon like you know and, and Harry's saying exotic shouldn't be the standout of a loadout they should be fun additions that's one of the things I think they did that, that was wrong okay track with me here track with me the history D2 lands and we feel slow and we feel weak so what does Bungie do they add power and how do they add power they don't make systemic changes. They add exotics. And those exotics make you powerful. So exotics become centerpieces to loadouts. Rigs, Skull Nova, all these things become a centerpiece to your loadout. Instead of like a complimentary, you get a little extra this or you get a little extra that. It's like, no, 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 no. Run it. You got to run Rigs. You got to run Phoenix. You got to run this. You got to run that. So what happened is, and I'm not faulting them for this this is an easier way to add power you do it with exotics you get the exotic and then you feel powerful making systemic attunement super subclass changes that's really really difficult and I don't think they were in a position at the time to do that so they looked at Warmind and they're like let's just make things really strong you remember the go fast update like let's just make people faster Remember when they did that to Dawnblade? We saw Dawnblade, we're like, what the frick? Look how fast he's going. Like, this is one of the dilemmas of being reactionary. And their reaction was good. The spirit and the heart behind their reaction was good. People feel weak. Let's make them feel strong. Fast forward to today, it undercuts so much. Because those exotics are still centerpieces to loadouts. You know? And, you know, Datto bring up a good point that they play test, did they even test anything that they do? I don't know if Datto would have phrased it that way. I don't think that's a charitable way to talk about it. Of course they play test it. Again, their goal with Warmind and those updates was, hey, we got to add power. Boom, give them some power. They, it's so difficult. How, you know, seeing a thousand yards down the road, it's really difficult to say, oh, this is going to be a problem in the future. This is going to be a problem for Forsaken. Content we haven't even developed yet. This is going to be a problem. Right? So, that's why I think we got to go through some pain right now. And here's why. I say all that to say this. They've got to create a baseline so that in six months we're not going through this again. If they create a baseline that they can build off of, then they can be proactive instead of reactive. They're building a system and the structure that will have more longevity and more elasticity because presently it's very clear we didn't have that we had a reactionary d2 sucked let's try to make it better system and it led to some problems misery 175 would have loved to re-roll the solstice armor for better perks any idea why this was a choice they went with it's already discussed I apologize I missed it I thought you could grind for different roles. I thought that was a thing. I swear I read that on 
Did I read that in chat this morning or on Twitter or something? Or maybe somebody was saying, you can, it's the packages. Open more packages. So, Misery, you were, it seems like you might have been uninformed or you didn't know about this. You can open packages that can have the purple gear. So just keep playing. It's not as intentional as like the chalice grind, but you can get it out of packages. Yajidi Jamidi. Having pre-ordered Battlefield 5, I'm concerned the possibility something went horribly bad during development. Do you think it could be the case? This question makes no freaking sense. Wishwash. Do you think there's an impending kill test rally happening soon with the changes to the Eververse where you no longer earn seasonal or event engrams? Everything in silver and dust. You don't need a killer. She's just going to be the NPC that you go buy stuff from. Uh, Boris Leach. You may have answered this a little ways out, but do you think there's a D3 in the works? D3 is not presently being made. It's not the focus. This is according to Luke Smith, and I asked Deej this in my pre-interview at E3. They are not focusing on D3 right now. So, what that means is, what they're doing now, remember when Division 1 invested in Division 1.8? It was a long road to get to Division 1.8. It was. It was a long road. And, but it made Death Division 2 better, okay? Division 2 still has its issues endgame, but it was a much better game. Far more well-rounded, very generous, very fun, very satisfying. And I think that's what they're doing now. Destiny is going through a, we gotta build a foundation. When they get this foundation right, then they can start working on Destiny 3. Now, this is my theory. Thank you for 12 months, Case Jacob. That's a, that's, a, that's a red badge for a whole year. This is my theory. Okay, this is what I think is going on. I think there's a very small team building Destiny 3 in Unreal. And I think they're building the dev tools, the world, and the engine. So that Destiny feels like Destiny. I think there's a very small team doing that right now. Okay. They're not building Destiny 3. They're building all of the necessary tools and systems to build Destiny 3 in Unreal. Okay? I think what they're going to do then is slowly, let's just imagine, they got a thousand employees. Right now, maybe they got 20 people doing that. They're building just the engine and the dev tools. They're not building Destiny 3. Okay? Slowly but surely, what you start doing is, is you pull, like, either project leads or team leads over to learn how to interact with the new engine, okay? They learn, so then they can go back and train their teams, and they do an acclimation process, where slowly but surely, more and more people are filtering over to learning and building an Unreal, and they slowly have less and less people working on Destiny 2, and eventually Destiny 2 is just getting, like, small live team annual pass updates right that would put destiny 3 on a launch time to not be next year 2021 or 2022 right 20 2021 or 2022 there's no way destiny 3 is launching next year if they're not focusing on it right now if it's not what they're thinking about if it's not what they're working on there's no way that 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 the d3 is launching next year just, just, just isn't possible. So, now, why would they go to Unreal? Unreal is far more agile. It's quicker, bigger worlds. It can interface with dedicated servers. There's a lot going on there. 
Unreal Engine allows for more quicker updates. They could build they could build worlds and systems quicker. It's just a better engine. Okay? So that investment now in sort of rebuilding the entire game would pay dividends further down the road. So in 2023 and 2024, whatever, 2020, all those future years, if they're making an update, if they're adding DLC, if they're doing this, if they're doing that, well, they can do more and it's faster. So Bauer, Bauer socks. We have talked about this before, but what could they do to make Titans more relevant in the end game? I mean, I have a whole video on this. I'm not going to go into it again. Like I'm not going to like repeat my content. My big answer without getting down into details, every subclass should have its match. So I think, and this reaches beyond Titans, by the way, there's 27 attunements and there's like three that get used a lot. (laughs) So I think all the attunements need looked at. They need retuned, made stronger. Maybe give them exotics to be nice capstones, right? And then when that happens, Titans would be raised by that. A rising tides lifts all boats, right? Look, I want to play more subclasses on my Warlock too. I'm sick of running well. <laughs> like, right? Give me a reason. Tempt me to run Chaos Reach. Like, you know, tempt me to run Slow Nova again. There's got to be other subclasses that get a bump and a buff or an exotic. And I think Titans are a part of that. Out of the 27 attunements that are underrepresented, they represent a lot of them just because in the end game of PvE, they don't really bring a lot to the table. Oh, but if you're going to solo, if you're going to flawless, heroic menagerie, I mean, that's it. You know, that's it. That's all that people use it for. And that's just to sit there and tank damage. That's boring. Boris Leech. You think we'll see another alien race, perhaps proto-hive? Okay, so the Veil is coming in the next game. Apparently we're going to get hints at them in this DLC. I don't think they're going to be a significant presence because they would have already talked about that. Grind shots. You think adding set bonus items would benefit? Set bonus items is along the lines of like more stats, more benefits, more armor, more depth. We need content where that makes sense. Right now, what would you do with set bonuses or more stats? None of the content really demands that much of you. So we need difficulty spectrum. If you're going to go into the hardest of the hardest of the hard content, you need to be motivated to like, oh man, we got to go back and min-max a little bit. We got to go back and get these stats and set bonuses, right? Mobilicious with nine months, welcome back. I'm going to call it there. That's the last question. We're going to keep talking. I got another talk and another Q&A plan. It's called Stream Stop. Stick around if you're here live and you enjoy that type of content. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.